Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. Programs, and we're back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. It's hot. It's too hot. It, summer <laughs> is is here, and it arrived in a brutal fashion. You know, we had that little, little tease of like, eh, weather's going to be okay. Maybe mm-hmm. summer won't be as bad. And Mother Nature was like, nope, just kidding. If you guys remember that, uh, that level in Super Mario Brothers 3 where the sun is trying to kill you, that's the Gulf Coast right now. You just walk outside. Like, I walked outside at 6 o'clock this morning, and it was already muggy. It just I felt like I was in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 100% humidity. And, like, it's like the temperature is like 90, but it's well over 100 with the humidity. So, yay, it's going to this summer's officially here, and we've got another five months of this. It's reason number Twenty-seven as to why I want to live somewhere else. Yeah, then maybe Joey will let me move into his basement, <laughs> Jersey. Uh, I don't think I could be his. Um, you remember Home Improvement? How he had that neighbor that you'd never see because yeah. he was always on the other side of the fence. That could be me. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, but you've driven a lot the last couple of days. Yeah, so um, those who follow me on Twitter, you know that uh, Sunday, so uh, Samantha and I, we took our nephew and one of his friends to an Atlanta Braves game for their, uh, it was a late birthday present slash graduation for for my nephew. So we drove up, uh, we had to leave here 
early Sunday morning to go pick him up, then drive to Atlanta because the game was at 1.30 Eastern time. Got back pretty late and then had to drive to Tallahassee for work today. And I see it is 6.03 as I'm saying this and I got home about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so Just I've it. driven, yeah, over over 2,000 miles in the last two days. So did you so, get any uh, gaming in? I don't, I don't guess so. Uh, not really though. Uh, my, the, I'll check it later when we do the shout outs, but my Patreon poll should be closed. So okay. we'll, uh, we'll see what my review next week's going to be. Yeah, you have to pull that up. I, I haven't, it's going to be. Yeah. I, I have an idea of what it is, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out a little bit later on, but ha- how's your week been? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, played a lot of tears of the kingdom. Haven't played anything else other than that, but uh, I noticed today I got a uh, email from Nintendo. I had Pac-Man Museum Plus on my wish list, and it is now fifty percent off. So I might have to snag that up while it's fifty percent off. It's it's tough to beat a good fifty percent off sale. I know, I know. I'm gonna have to get it because I, I think they're shutting down Pac-Man '99, or did they already shut it down? I thought they had already shut it down. I think they did. I think uh, Tetris 99 is up next uh, to be decommissioned. So that's, uh, that's a whole other topic we should have uh, a show about, is uh, how I am not a big fan of uh, games-as-a-service type of stuff these days because they're going to go away. Like, look at Super Mario 35, Pac-Man 99, Tetris 99. They're all going away. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all. One of my favorite, or I guess two of my recent favorite gaming memories was I got second place in Mario 35. Mm -hmm. And then I got in like the top five in Tetris 99. But as you know, when you get to that certain level, like it just gets nuts. Yeah. It's mostly luck at that point. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just mass chaos, but in the good kind of way. But yeah. I'm I'm with you. I I think if you're going to create these, like, what's the point of just having them be available for a limited time? Yeah, because then you have games like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the game which I wanted to play, but never picked it up because it's uh it's all an always online multiplayer game, and it's getting shut down. Um, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space game I was excited about when I first heard about it. It's the same way. It's a multiplayer online only game, and I'm like it's not going to be around forever. Like it's going to be hot for the first six months to a year. And then they're going to end up shutting it down. So why not put your effort into like an actual game, you know, with like a story and, and stuff like that. Like, why does it have to be like, why couldn't the the multiplayer just be like a component? Because that'd make too much sense. It just, it bugs me. It really bugs me. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it bugs me as well, which I, I guess we can say before um, we move on to the news that we recorded a uh, a news dump for the Patreon listeners yes, over did. the weekend. If you're, uh, if you're interested in hearing that and you're not a patron, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Me and, uh, me and, uh, and Derek, I almost said Wally, <laughs> or, and Jacob, almost smashed them together. Jolly. Don't, don't insult them like that. <laughs> if you mash Wally and Jacob together, you get Jolly. Uh, <laughs> but, I was gonna say wake up, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, me and Derek did one over the weekend, and we talked about uh, the 
the rumor, which is pretty much going to happen, but Nintendo and Universal um going to be doing a, a Zelda movie. So we talked about that for a little bit. If you want to go check that out, um, for little as a dollar a month, you get to go check out that extra little tidbit there on the Patreon. Yeah. But uh, are you ready to go into the news for this evening? Let's do it. Here we go. Nice news stories were submitted to us by Mr. Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. The first story is from timeextension.com. The FDS key is an exciting new accessory for the Famicom disk system. An Armenia-based programmer named Cluster M announced on Twitter earlier this month that they have designed a new open-source, low-cost, and a relatively easy-to-build drive emulator for Nintendo's Famicom system. It lets players run games on a, on a, from a microSD as well as dump and write discs without the need for a ton of extra cables or any additional hardware beyond the Famicom disk system itself, a RAM adapter, and a microSD card. It even has a sleek OLED display that lets you easily navigate and switch between different disks images on the fly. Uh, it says, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, there's no way to buy an FDS direct key, uh, uh, key directly. But thanks to its open source nature, if you want to try your hand at building your own, you can find all the information you need over on its GitHub page. I mean, I think this is pretty cool. But it's a little disheartening at the end where you're like, oh, by the way, yeah. you can't get one. You have to build your own. <laughs> I imagine if this thing gets popular enough, somebody's going to buy up uh, a, a way to kind of not mass produce these, but at least make them to where you can get these from like a retro shop or something, you know? Yeah, yeah I think so, too. But I, I do think this is pretty cool, though, for those that have the Famicom disk system. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would make one for the Nintendo. I would build one for the Nintendo. Yeah, no, I I would too. I'd like to pick up a uh, Famicom if I can ever come across one in the wild. Yeah, I, I still eventually, yeah, I want to have a wall in my house that has one of every major console that's ever been made. That I think so that'd be cool. a really cool thing to have. A big glass case, look like a museum, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, the video game trading post here in town, they have something that's similar to that in their store one of the first things you see is this big glass case that has um it has a lynx last time i checked and it has a lot of the like uh, an atari um nes a lot of like cool retro consoles and i'm like that's the setup that i want yeah that'd be awesome that would be really cool from IndieRetroNews.com, tiny thor a stylish jump and run game featuring pixel uh, pixel art from Hank Nieborg and music by Chris Holzbeck. Uh, see, our good friend Tom has contacted us regarding a lovely looking game called Tiny Thor that is not only available for PC, Mac, Nintendo Switch, uh, and Steam OS slash Linux, but features true 16-bit pixel art and the musical talents of the legend that is Chris Holzbeck. The game, which is a jump-and-run, goes beyond the usual genre and combines elements of both action, puzzles, and even skills with a unique ability to use your hammer as a powerful throwing weapon. Throughout your playtime, you'll be playing as the great thunder god Thor. You must destroy enemies with your hammer, collect coins and jewels, solve puzzles, and explore a beautiful, uh, beautiful landscape, sometimes containing the odd bonus cave with a great wall to be smashed 
for extra goodies. I want to play this. <laughs> I, I was, this wasn't going to happen, but I was kind of hoping to see the, uh, the mug of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that they probably didn't want to work out the change yeah, for that, which is understandable. I don't know. Um, the, the name Hank Nieborg doesn't jump readily to mind, but I know the guy, Chris Holzbeck does, uh, I think he did the uh, the music for Bubsy back in the day and uh, Super R-Type, I think. He's done a lot of music. Video the name music. does sound familiar. Let me look at his resume. That's the cool thing about Thor is it's not owned by Marvel. Anybody can make a right. Thor game. Yeah. No, th- this this sounds actually quite fun. Discography, games... Uh yeah, he did do Busby or Bubsy. Bubsy. Yeah. Yeah, Bubsy. We should do a uh, review of Bubsy one of these days. That that was yet th- another uh failed uh mascot attempt. I for some reason I thought about Bubsy the other day. I don't know what caused me to think of it, but it was like Thursday or Friday, and I'm like, I remember that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he did uh R Type. Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo, all three Rogue Squadron games, and oh yeah, uh, yeah it says here Tiny Thor. Awesome! So, but he's of, got a pretty extensive yeah, resume. A little bit of a pedigree there, so this ought to be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, next story is up from NintendoEverything.com. Nintendo Switch Online adds Kirby Tilt and Tumble, Mystery Tower, Harvest Moon, Blaster Master, Enemy. Um, uh, Blaster Master, what? I've never heard of this game before. It's a new Blaster Master game I never got to play. Uh, let's see, Blaster Master Enemy Below is the name of it. Uh, and they're all out now. They represent uh, both of those, Kirby, Tilt and Tumble, and Blaster Master Enemy Below were for the Game Boy Color. Um, Harvest Moon uh, is the lone new SNES game, which, that's eh, a good game. You know, I, I was going to say, at least they added a decent game. Yeah, it's not like pool or something again. side pocket yeah, side pocket and then mystery tower which was originally released on the nes and uh, i have vague memories of mystery tower so i'm gonna have to check that out and uh, see what that was about yeah harvest moon's a really fun game uh, tilt and tumble i remember it but i never played it so uh, now that it's on the switch online shop i will obviously check it out at some point um, I would review Harvest Moon if I haven't already done it, but yeah, um, yeah this might be one that you know, if I'm looking for a change of pace, um, you know, or a different type of game, might go back and play it. Still not enough, Nintendo. We need more. Four games ain't uh, every six months ain't gonna cut it. No, no. But I I will say you're you're working your way up. You yeah. went from side pocket to Harvest Moon. <laughs> now give us give us something a little gave bit us better. A decent game this time. I should have put side pocket on my poll. <laughs> I guarantee you it would have won. I mean, is there really enough there to do a review of? That would be like the worst episode ever. <laughs> I'm almost taking that as a challenge. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, last up from our favorite site, NintendoLife.com. Mega Man inspired roguelike 30XX finally blessed on the switch in August. Uh, let's see, here's some, uh, at this weekend's PC gaming show, Battery Staple Games revealed the official release date for 30XX, 
the 9th of August. It arrives on Switch the same day as 1.0 drops on PC. Some details from the game or from the developer. Rise from the ashes in a post-apocalyptic future conquered by evil robots to discover what the past 1,000 years has come to as the dynamic cyber duo Nina and Ace outmatch overwhelming enemies and heavy-duty face-past action in the roguelike classic mode or take it easy in the uh, permadeath-free mega mode in either single-player or online-slash-couch-co-op with a friend. You said face past <laughs> instead of fast paced. <laughs> fast paced. As I said, I'm tired. There I'm, we go. I'm sure I, I caught it before they they th- threw you under the bus on uh, on Twitter tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> uh, they probably still will anyway. But I'll look forward to it. But yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched the trailer yet. There's a 30 second trailer attached to this article. I mean, I, I think we could use more Mega Man like games. Yeah, and we we're talking with uh, I was talking with Raven on the in the Discord a little while ago about uh, a possible Meg, new Mega Man X X game coming from Capcom, and I'm all for any kind uh, that'd of, be cool any kind of Mega Man style game. Like I just love that that game type. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer now, and it it, it very much looks like a Mega Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> almost like a like more of a Mega Man X kind of game. Yeah, I'm down for it. Uh, anything X Men or X Men Mega Man, I'm I'm there for. X Men too. Yeah, X Men too. Why not? Give us a new X Men game. Why are we Why are we not getting an X Men game too? Capcom, come on with it. Ah, uh, who knows? <laughs> but uh, but that brings us to the end of the news, and let's go ahead and jump into this month in video game history. <laughs> In June of 1997, Amcus releases Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo in North America. And I guess that's why they dropped Harvest Moon this month, because it's having its, what is that, 25th anniversary? 26th. 26th. I can't add. I, I, I mean, I had to just do it with my, yeah, yeah. take my socks off and use my toes to yeah. count. Um, yeah, I, I think that probably has something to do with it. And I, I actually do like Harvest Moon quite a bit. It's a very different type of game than what I normally play, but it, it's it's something good where if you want to put a decent amount of time into it, if you like you know repetition and growing things and you know living living that farm life, yeah. then Harvest Moon is is right up there for you. Yes, I haven't played if you're a any fan of, the... of Stardew Valley. I would imagine you're a har- you would be a Harvest yes. Moon fan. Yep, Stardew Valley is very influenced by Harvest Moon. I haven't played any of the sequels to Harvest Moon. The only one I've played is the one for the Super Nintendo, but I do like it quite a bit. And I I thought this was a a fun little note to add. June 19th of 2000, Microsoft acquired Bungie. Think about how important that is, Mm -hmm. because Bungie created the original Halo trilogy. It's probably the single... Thing that Microsoft did that made them the company that they are today as far as video gaming. I think it's one of the most important moves that they made. Because if it wasn't for Halo, the Xbox wouldn't have done anything. No. I mean, it might have made a little bit of a splash, but we would not know Microsoft gaming as it is today if it was not for that move right there. Because originally, Bungie was making uh, Halo to, for Apple. To play mm-hmm. on Max was a computer game, 
because uh, and that's what made <clears throat> Halo so great. It was one of the very first like first person shooters and multiplayer shooters that worked that good for you know the for consoles because before that people were playing shooters on computers, you know, keyboard and mouse, and they just changed the game at that point. That'd be another good top five to do, like the most important like deals or moves in gaming history. Mm-hmm. Much like Nintendo uh, uh, giving Sony the finger uh, for the, uh, <laughs> which eventually became the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, we can, that would that's one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, June, we should do that. Let's do that as a top five. Uh, yeah, one. no, I'm all for it. June 29th of 2000, Sega releases Jet Set Radio for the Dreamcast. I think I have this. I'm going to have to see if I have this game. I know Joey sent me a bunch when he sent me that uh, the Dreamcast. I remember thinking when this game came out that it was like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater meets almost like a Wind Waker style of animation. Mm-hmm. It's very bright. It's got that cel-shaded kind of look. I never played Jet Set Radio, but I, I wanted to. Like it, it looked like a really fun game back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I if if you do have it, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on it. Alright. And last but certainly not least, June 26th of 2003, Capcom releases Beautiful Joe for the GameCube, and this needs to be a game that I review at some point, because th- this was actually uh, a pretty underrated game I back in the day. I remember this game being everywhere back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I haven't played it in a long time, probably since like, 2004, mm-hmm. maybe 2005. I haven't played it in a long, long time, but I do remember liking it. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm going to have to pick up a copy of this if I, if I run across it somewhere. Love the the art style. I love the animations. It's got a a fun story to it. So I I think I'll have to see if I can find a copy of this. And if I can, I'll I'll review it sooner rather than later. This is a Capcom game too. So I I would imagine, you know, Capcom needs to do like maybe a remaster or something of this game. It'd be cool if it was this year for the the twenty year anniversary. Yeah, well, I don't know if they'll have time to do that because they're probably not. Beautiful Joe yeah, is probably well, the I mean, last thing they're thinking about. Yeah, I was saying just hypothetically. Yeah, would be May, nice, maybe though. maybe for the twenty fifth. Maybe it'd be nice. I'd love yeah. to play that on the Switch. Yeah, because I love playing my Switch. Unlike some people out there. <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> but uh... Uh, I hope we hear about that on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah. Well, before we go into the review, Derek, you want to do our shout outs? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions to keeping the lights on for us here at the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks, like the long-awaited Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series that uh, the two of us and Wally did for the month of May. 
And uh, we got to figure out when we're going to do the the Batman '89 yeah, we gotta commentary do, track. We got to do that soon. We only have what? What is today? Today is the oh, we're Today's still the early. Yeah, we're still early in the month. We got a yeah, couple more weekends. We can pull it off. Which uh, speaking of Batman '89, the Flash comes out this week, so I know. finally get to see. I I don't know what to think about it. I'm trying to ignore the reviews, but I'm I'm just excited to see Michael Keaton back. Well, let's just hope that uh, Michael Keaton gets talked into coming back and playing Batman for one more movie to finish out his uh, <clears throat> trilogy of movies. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Or every now and then, Jason and I will post a uh, poll on Patreon for uh, you guys to vote on what we review. And the result of my poll is with 67% of the vote, Echo the Dolphin for Sega Genesis. So (laughs) that will be what I review next week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited. Like I, I remember it, you know, for the Genesis because it was like one of the more known games for that console, besides like Sonic or Vector Man. Like the three Genesis games I think of are Sonic, Vector Man, and Echo the Dolphin. That is just one of those games that has never held an ounce of interest for me to play. Like I don't know why. I remember that game when it came out. It was all over the place. I hear about it all the time. People talk, still talk about Echo the Dolphin to this day, but I have never once intended to like just sit down and play that game. Well, you won't have to because I'm going yeah, to. you're going but, to, so I don't yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah, there we go. For new patrons, be sure to send us your social media information, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. And tonight, I'm going to be talking about... 
run-and-gun video game based on the 1994 film True Lies. It was developed by Beam Software and published by Acclaim. Four different versions of the game were released for the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, Game Gear, and Game Boy. Home versions and portable versions are drastically different from each other, but have similar play mechanics. I disagree with that. I did not get to play the Game Gear or the Game Boy ones, even though I did uh, procure some uh, ROMs uh, legally, I might add, uh, for, to, to play. But the only ones that I played were the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis versions. And while I liked the, the, the graphics better on the Super Nintendo, I found the the sound effects and music to be better on the Genesis. So that was the one I went with. Yeah, I mean, they can be hit or miss when you have the the games that are released for both consoles. And there's, first of all, I'm surprised that there's not really a difference because I feel like there usually is. Yeah, usually when, but, when when for this license stuff, there would always be a different version of the game between the Sega, the the Genesis, and the Super Nintendo. They almost always. So had you played this game before Never. before you started playing it for the review? Honestly, I had forgotten this game even existed until a couple of weeks ago. I was you know, on this show talking about uh, FUBAR, and it might have been after a show or something like that, but we were talking, and, uh, and the chat room was reminding me that True Lies, because I was watching the show FUBAR, the new Schwarzenegger uh, television show on Netflix, and I loved it, and it made me think of True Lies because it's basically the same premise as True Lies. You know, he's a... But, he, but he's old Arnold now, so he's retiring from being, you know, a spy. His family had no idea he was a spy for all that time. But the twist is, which I don't oh, I don't want to give away the twist. Uh, you're just going to have to watch the show if you want the twist. But basically, just imagine if, uh, if, Harry, if he was Harry Tasker from True Lies and he's retiring. Like, that, that's pretty much what FUBAR is about. So if you like True Lies, you're really going to like FUBAR. And they they reminded then uh, they reminded me in the chat room that there was a True Lies video game, and I honestly completely forgot about this game over the last thirty years. I had no idea this game existed. Like I'm not surprised because a lot of movies got adaptations uh, around this time, and, and True Lies honestly is as far as the movie goes, I, it's one of Arnold's more recognizable movies. Like, it's not like on the level of a Terminator or even a Predator, in my opinion, but it's it's an underrated movie. Like, it is a fun, yeah. like, spy movie. And I haven't seen it in years, but every time I've watched it, I've really enjoyed it. I watched it again uh, Saturday night to prepare for, for this episode because I was just in a true life. I've been in an Arnold mood. Lately, I even watched that uh, documentary on Netflix about him, and it was really good. Oh, I want to see it. I've heard it's really good. It's really, it's excellent. Um, But I watched True Lies again, and I forgot how just of a solid, good spy movie that is. It's got action. It's got the humor. I mean, Tom Arnold is hilarious in that movie. And I don't know why he was never put in any more movies. Like he, because he came comes back in Fubar too, not the same character, mind you, like a completely different character. But there's something about Tom Arnold that when he plays a character, I want to know everything about that character. Like he just plays the character so well, and uh, and True Lies, and like he's just hilarious. 
you, you believe that him and Arnold are best friends, you know, watching that movie. No, I I totally agree with that. I mean, his first one of the first things he says to Arnold's daughter in the movie, who was Elijah Dushku, uh, in that movie, and I and I, I forgot about that. I was like, oh my god, she's a child in that movie. <laughs> she was like thirteen in that movie, and because uh, she's only like a couple years younger than me, and I was seventeen when that movie came out, ninety four. And um, I forgot how young she was in this movie. And, you know, she, she's getting ready to go to school and she's putting on a helmet. And Tom Arnold walks in the room. He's like, ah, remember the first time I was shot out of a cannon? <laughs> like, I had to stop the movie because I was laughing. It just struck me funny the way he said that. But it's just such a good movie. Like, if, if, if you haven't seen True Lies in a while or if you've never watched it, it's completely worth watching. Like Like you said, it's one of those... It's a James Cameron movie, and it's it's one of those movies that I think is one of Arnold's best, and it's a solid James Cameron movie too. Like, is it? It's not up there with like Terminator Two or you know Avatar. It's like it's not like the billion dollar franchise type of movie, but it's as a one off James Cameron Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, it, you can't do any better. See, and I keep forgetting that Cameron directed it. Yeah, wrote it and directed. But yeah, you're it. right. Yeah, you're right. But it's a solid movie. And and the games themselves, the games are not bad. They they look good. They play good. I mean, that top-down sort of, um, it plays a lot like uh, Z- Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That I was going to say the, the graphic style makes mm-hmm. me think a lot of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, it's that same kind of gameplay, that top-down, you know, Zelda view of everything, which... Uh, trying to shoot people is kind of weird, but you get used to it. You know, it's just hard to do that with a, a D pad, but you get used to it after a while. And then what I didn't realize when I first started playing the game was you didn't have to immediately just run in and start shooting people. Like you can walk around and nobody messes with you while you're walking around the house until you start trying to do your tasks. And then people start shooting at you and then you have to shoot your way out. But I just like started the level and I'm like blasting waiters away and, and Tom Marl's popping up. He's like, buddy, you can't be doing that. That's an innocent bystander. It makes me think of uh the Borg from Star Trek the Next Generation when they go in the Borg cube and they're all just kind of working and doing yeah, their thing. They attack the one and they're all just like, ah yeah, it's the same thing. Um, but let me see. What are some of the notes I wrote about it? Um I tried it for both the Sega and the SNES. Basically the exact same game, but just, you know, Genesis doesn't have quite the color palette that the Super Nintendo does. So the graphics look a lot better on the Super Nintendo, but the music is way more, you know, and the and the sound effects as well, like the, the gun sounds are way more satisfying on the, the Sega Genesis. Like it just has more meat <laughs> on the on the bone there with that sound chip. Yeah, it's one of those things that I guess it depends on what you prefer. Like, if you prefer brighter graphics, then you'll probably go with the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Or if you like, if you prefer the audio, you're going to go with the Genesis. I'm still surprised that there was no major difference in, like, the setting or Mm -mm. the gameplay or anything. Because you think of, like, the Genesis would have, like, exclusive levels that the Super Nintendo would not. Mm-hmm. and vice versa so that that's just so fascinating to yeah, me i played the first couple of levels oh i 
first I started off with the Super Nintendo, played the first couple of levels, and then I switched over to the Genesis to see if there was any difference. And they, the first couple of levels both played and looked exactly alike. But like I said, the Super Super Nintendo always kind of has an edge over the Sega Genesis as far as graphics go. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and it follows the plot of the movie, I mean, beat for beat. You know, the whole... There are digitized cutscenes from the actual actual movie. Like you start off the game, you know, with a little. Uh, it's it's a static cutscene, but it's from the movie of Arnold coming out of the the lake or whatever, you know, as a frogman, whatever. And then you know, you go into the house and there's a party going on. So you gotta, you know, go download stuff off of the computer and kind of stealth around a little bit. But then you know, you have to escape through the front door and then you're running down the mountain while uh the um what do they call those things the uh, snowmobiles are coming after you and helicopters and stuff so it's just it kind of just follows the movie uh and then after after every scene you kind of get another cut scene then you go to the mall and you're chasing down um what's his name you never remember his name uh from the movie what's his name uh Salim Abu Aziz uh who is the head of the uh the Crimson Jihad in the movie. So you're after him. <laughs> uh, let's see. The top-down shooting is a little funky, but you get used to it. I love the different weapon pickups that you get throughout. The shotgun is my absolute favorite in the game. You have to be pretty close to, in order for to use it, but it's pretty much a one-shot, one-kill weapon. That's what's great about the shotgun, because I can remember even using it in Halo it's that like you have to be close to your opponent, but it deals some serious damage. Yeah. It's cool that you get different weapons, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, you have a uh, you you have your pistol, which never runs out of ammo, but you have pickups throughout the game that you can switch your weapons. You have a uh, you know a uh, thing of Uzi and uh, the shotgun and different stuff like you have a uh, uh, grenades and stuff that you can throw at people. It's pretty sweet all the different kind of weapons and and variety that you have and the 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 enemy variety as well in the game there's a lot of different enemies in the game um one of the i think the second level when you're in the mall like (laughs) i kept when i was on stream i kept calling the boss fight in the bathroom i kept calling him danny trejo because he just looks like danny (laughs) trejo shows up and you have to fight him in the bathroom, and it's great in the mall bathroom. It's pretty pretty funny. Oh, that would just be cool if it was Danny Trejo as Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. like he's not playing a character; he's just himself. Uh, let me ask you this, because a, a lot of movie adaptations around this time, they would—I don't want to say take liberties, but they would tweak some of the events from the movie, or maybe like add to them. Like the Toy Story game yeah. is the first one I can think of. Would you have preferred that, or did you did it bother you that it was just a straight up adaptation of the movie? No, I mean, it, yeah, I'm I love the fact that it was following the plot of the movie. I mean, that's kind of what you want from these games. I mean, yeah, they can take liberties here and there to kind of help the story along or to make the gameplay a little better. But for the most part, I kind of hated it. I still kind of do all the old games where, you know, like Back to the Future, where that game has nothing to do with the movie at all. You're like, what is this? Like, I don't remember Marty throwing bowling balls at people in the movie. Like, what is this? Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. Like, if it's a straight-up adaptation, 
it doesn't bother me, especially if it's a movie that I enjoy, because then it's like, oh, I'm getting to play out the movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if there are like tweaks, they don't bother me. But it's like you mentioned with Back to the Future, where it has nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. That's where you you lose me. And I think um, I almost because it was published for a claim on uh, for the Sega Genesis, but I'm pretty sure that it for the Super Nintendo it was published by LJN. So I when I first saw that I was I saw the LJN logo and I, logo and I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be awful. But it was literally just published by LJN. It wasn't developed by them. You did the... Mm, yeah. <laughs> but that's what surprised me. Like, the game is actually... Like, it. it's a pretty good game. I mean, it's not bad in any way. It's pretty fun. My only problem with the game is that... Uh, I wrote it in the park level, I think, which is like level three or four... It takes halfway through that level, it makes a massive difficulty spike in the game that I just could not overcome with what the game gives you. You have to do cheat codes in order to get further into the game, which there are a lot of cheat codes for this game. It has like a password system. And for the most part, the cheat codes are pretty simple. I mean, they're only like six or seven characters. But you can do stuff like unlimited ammunition, unlimited lives, things like that. That's the only way you're going to get through the game. Because if you play it just normally, like that difficulty spike gets ridiculous. Like it just goes from zero to a hundred in that park level. And you're it's kind of frustrating <laughs> if you're just playing with what the game gives you. Now, if you have cheat codes, yeah, you're going to... The game's going to be much more enjoyable <laughs> for you because I tend to, to be a rage gamer. <laughs> so where stuff like that makes me angry, especially when it makes just a ridiculous difficulty spike for no reason. I've never understood that. Like, if you do a gradual increase, that's one thing. But if you're just in, like, level four, oh, we're going to take the difficulty from a... A six to a ten. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. That's never made sense to me. Because you're going through this maze in the park, and um, you know you're coming across just regular enemies. And normally, if you have a, like the the shotgun, it takes like one shot to kill them. Uh, you have the Uzi take, you know, takes a couple of bullets to put them down. But then all of a sudden, just the regular enemies take like a ton of bullets to put down. And then you have these other guys who look like. Arnold in commando walking around, you know, kind of like mini bosses. And they take like you have, it literally takes a grenade to put them down. And if you don't have any grenades, you're screwed. And so you're just frantically like running around this maze looking for stuff, but you're also running into other enemies. So then you have a trail of enemies behind you while there's still more enemies up ahead of you. Then you just get overwhelmed and you're just, you're done at that point. There's no getting any further. Yeah, that that bothers me. That, that's, that's a pet peeve of mine with games when they do that. But at the same time, that was pretty much par for the course for these games back then. Yeah. Still don't like it, though. Yeah, 
So, but thank God for cheat codes. <laughs> I mean, it, I, you know, the reason cheat codes exist is, be, is so that the developers could actually finish these games. I, yeah. I, I have to ask you this. So in your in your notes, you put thank the maker for the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you as you were typing that out? Did you say it in C-3PO's voice? I did. I did. Thank I, the maker. Because I, I, even on, on stream, I was like, I can't get past this level. I need cheat codes. And uh, a couple of people were in the chat room, and they were they were throwing in cheat codes. And I was looking it up on Google as well. And I think you can go to uh, game, uh, what? I can't remember exactly. I know there's a couple of uh, game facts, uh, game mm-hmm. FAQs. Yep. Uh, you can go to .com. You can look up cheat codes uh, for the game. But there's plenty of cheat codes for this game to help you out if you if you want to experience it, which I, I highly recommend because this game is better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was actually fun to play. You just unlocked memories by saying Game Facts. Like, that was one of my favorite yeah. websites in high school. It's still kicking. <laughs> it's still going. Good. That makes me happy. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I can't find much to fault for the game other than that the difficulty spike it goes through. If you like... Uh, those type of top down shoot 'em up games like that like 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 I said in the vein of uh zombie ate my neighbors um what are some other games that were top down uh shooters like that uh, not too many others come to mind let's see I mean zombies ate my neighbors is the first one that that pops to mind well that's like the big one from back then. Uh, top-down shooters. I don't know if that's... I'll put retro, top-down shooters. Let's see. Top 30 of the best arcade... Or best top-down shooters. Let's see, there's Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Commando. Alien Syndrome. Guerrilla War. uh, Alien Breed 2. Alien Breed Tower Assault. I do remember Alien Syndrome. I, for, I think we need to do a uh, review and a deep dive on that game because I am convinced that that game was supposed to be an Aliens game and they just lost the rights. Okay. Because that game is basically Aliens. And there, there's also one simply called The Fireman. <laughs> awesome. And I, I'm looking at some screen caps and I'm kind of interested. All right. It's you, you just use a, it looks like you just use a water hose instead of a gun. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you, yeah, like, there's, there's quite a few. If you like that top down shooter genre, this, this is a pretty good one to add to the collection. I mean, either the Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo version, because they're both basically the same game. Wherever you prefer it, I would say pick up a copy of it. Just out of sheer curiosity, let me run over to eBay and see what True Lies goes for these days. See, let's just look up the SNES version. True Lies, SNES. All right. Akari Warriors is another one, too. Ooh, wow. Um, the cheapest one on here, buy it now, $59.99. So, uh, is that just here. a cartridge, or is that like... Oh, yeah, that's just a bare cart. If you want... Oh. Uh, if you want one with the box, the cheapest one I see is 150. Uh, there's one complete CIB uh, that's still shrink wrapped for 295, or best offer. 
I'm going to sound like a broken record when I say this, but I would just love to have the option to be like, oh, if I want to drop down $300 yeah. on a game complete in box, yeah, I could do it. Uh, yeah, there's one here that's CIB. It's uh, it's not um, it's not sealed, but $220 $20 by now. Yeah, that that's a that's a decent decent amount of coin. Yeah, let's look up the Sega Genesis one just for just for poops and giggles. All right, let's see. Uh, that was a little cheaper, uh, forty four ninety five. Uh, sixty bucks. Uh, buy it now. Uh, just the cart, twenty four ninety five. Buy now. That's a little more reasonable. Yeah. So I see another one here, twenty five ninety nine. So roughly twenty five bucks for a Sega Genesis version. That's not bad at all, actually. So would you say this is definitely in the maybe upper tier might be a little much, but one of the better adaptations that you've played? Definitely. I mean, this is definitely a. a it gets a C plus. Yeah, you know, I'd say okay. it's a it's a solid seven of a game. It's not bad. It's not great. I mean, it's not you know it's not Legend of Zelda or anything like that. But as far as a movie adaptation game, it's one of the better ones I think I've played. Okay, that that's cool because those adaptations from that era are so hit or miss. Yeah, that it's it's good to to play one that's. That's actually good. I think maybe the reason this one didn't take off like as good as well as it should have is probably because people were, and I remember being a, a kid then as well, just being so weary of uh, you know licensed games like this because nine times out of ten they were terrible. Mm-hmm. So this would have definitely been a, a rental at the time for me. I would have not have slapped down. 50 bucks for a new copy of true lies without ever having played it first. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that logic, but I'm pretty sure if I'd have rented this back in the day, I probably would have turned around and bought it because I really, I really liked it. You know, I, I like that, mm. that top down shooter genre. Zombies ate my neighbors. It's one of my favorite super Nintendo games. So this kind of slides, it's not as good as that game, but this one's right there, right there with it. So if you like that game, you'll definitely like this. That's fantastic, but uh, but that's gonna bring us to the end. And uh, so, what was what did you say you were gonna be reviewing next week again? Echo the Dolphin oh, for yeah, the Echo. Sega Genesis. So I guess I'm gonna have to put up a poll as well because I'm out of uh, reviews right now. I it, it's it creates interaction which people like, mm -hmm. and it makes the choice a lot easier. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what do you have dropping next on the uh, the Derek Diamond Experience feed? So uh, this week, you get two interviews. Uh, you get back-to-back. -back. It's all in one episode, but it's with two of the actors from Cobra Kai, uh, one with Gianni DiCenzo, who plays Dimitri, one of the newer characters in the show, and uh, Jesse Cove, who's the son of John Kreese, a.k.a. Martin Cove, the real-life mm. son of um, Martin Cove. And uh, he has a, a role. It's actually a pretty important one in season two during the the young crease flashback so cool. if you like cobra kai you can check out both those uh interviews um i did them in early 2022 so information will be a little dated because season five hadn't come out yet i think season four had just dropped when i did those interviews so uh yeah you can go check those out um on the audio feed you can head over to linktree.com slash d diamond podcast 
You can find uh, where to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Social media is there, too. And if you could, please leave a review. I know we talk about it on this show, too, but it, it definitely does help because the more reviews this show gets, the open micers gets, mm-hmm. the Derek Diamond experience gets, the more visible it'll be when people are searching for shows about, say, retro gaming or comedy or movies. It, it really does help, and you know, only takes a minute or two of your time. So mm-hmm. we, we'd very much appreciate it. And uh, if you're into a comedy, go check out the Open Micers podcast. We've had some crazy good uh, comedians on the show the last couple of weeks. We had uh, Abby Washuda on a couple of weeks ago. Last week, we had Shep Kelly and Mo Alexander. It was Mo's third time on the, the show, and he's just hilarious, man. I went to the show Friday He's night. great. Dude, he, if you have not seen him live, you have got to go to his show if he's anywhere near you. You got to go check him out. And uh, coming up, uh, we recorded it last night, but coming out this Wednesday, we talked to Mr. Caleb Caleb Sinan, who is a comedian um, who has been, has done skits for Comedy Central. Um, He's been on uh, the Conan O'Brien show. So he's got a nice list of credits and he's really funny. So that's coming up on Wednesday. So go check out the show at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And Derek, I think that's everything. Are we ready to leave for this week? I think so. Let me play some music here. Oop, I got to turn it up. There we go. And if you want to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com, and that is our link tree. That includes our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Patreon, and our merch shop, which you can go to using ncrmerch.com. You can get T-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever you need in your life, you can get over there. Follow us on social media at Nerdcave Retro, at JFuntastic, and at Derek underscore Diamond. And please, like Derek said, go take a little time, take take one minute out of your day to go leave us a review and/or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Cheers. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.